What's up, yeah, Ricky? I would I'm I'm on cloud nine right now. I'm a huge, huge fan, like a Thank massive you, fan. So, Thanks. Can you hear me and all that? You're all yes, good. sir. You can hear me too, right? I do. I hear you super well. Perfect. What's up, man? That's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. I've been my brother introduced me to you whenever you were on Sons of Anarchy, and I've been a huge fan ever since. Like, my brother and I really reconnected over that series, and just ever since then, I've been listening to the podcast. It's yeah, it's, I, I was love just it. gonna say I'm watching it for the first <laughs> time now, and and you know it really is the beginning of everything. And to watch it with Tig, like we yeah. are, and having so much fun doing it, it really is like. It, you know, it harkens me back to like a different time in the business and in television and all that. So it's, it, it like I say over and over and repeat, it's like, I get it now. I get why so many people liked it because I am so frustrated and happy and exhilarated when I watch it. And it's, uh, it's fun. Poor Jason. It's one of the most uh, exhausting television shows to watch. And like in a good way, obviously, but you yeah. know what I mean? Like it takes you on that emotional roller coaster all the way to the end. Well, thank you, brother, because that yeah. was cool that he did that. Yeah. So you, I like to start the question or start my interviews off with a softball. What was your first job in the movie and TV industry? Great question. Um, I started like under the bottom. If there was a bottom, there was like, I was the bottom of the bottom. So I started in New York and I was like passing out headshots. And I think the first thing that actually paid me money if you wanted to say it like that, not like the first thing I, cause I was doing anything for free, like, you know, any industrials or like whatever I can do waiting on commercial casting lines for like three hours, just to like get my picture taken and hope that I would get a job out of 4,000 people. Um, I did these karaoke videos for MTV, uh, which I know probably don't exist anymore. Cause it was back when MTV used to buy like a karaoke machine. And the first the only video I did was closing time. And I was in the video of, of the karaoke machine, not the closing time video, no, that's but incredible. of the karaoke machine. I yeah. Do you have that video? No, never seen it. Oh my it. God, we need to find that. Like we, we need did. to find that. <laughs> we need to find that, yeah, because it's probably utterly ridiculous. It's like me rolling around <laughs> Central Park and like, you know, it's, it's just horrendous in all ways, I'm sure, because I didn't know anything. Um, that was like the first thing. And then like, and then it kind of about the same time that I got cast in this independent film that never kind of came out. It, it's just a whole bunch of like nothing for a long time. Um, Escape the Field. As six strangers wake up trapped in the endless cornfield only to discover something mysterious that's hunting them. You play Tyler, sure. what attracted you to this role? couple of things. I knew the director really well. He had produced a film that I did. Um, so we spent some time in Bulgaria when we did this film and became really friendly. We're both runners and we would run every day and do all that. Um, and then uh, it was legitimately the first job during the pandemic. Like the pandemic hit and I wasn't sure if I would ever work again. Like I didn't know what was going to happen. I think we all were kind of in this unease at the end of March, a couple of years back. And it was like, well, what happens now? And this was, I believe, if I'm not correct, one of the first films back in the entire world. So once that I knew, oh, we're going to do this film, it's going to be super small. It's going to be super like, 
you know, just a bunch of quaint people. I've known Shane for a while. I did a movie with him back in the day. Emerson, the director, like I just said, we had worked together and we're going to go to Hamilton, Ontario in a cornfield. I was like, all right, let's go. And I just, again, I, I just wanted, I wanted to be sure like movies were still happening. And uh, so it wound up being a really incredible experience because, you know, I got to hang out with all my friends and, you know, but it was definitely uh what drew me the most was like, it was kind of an experiment in both ways. I had never done, I had really never done a film that was all set in one location, basically. Um, and I had, and it was the first thing back. Yeah, that makes sense. I was talking to Shane yesterday about it, about how he, you know, he said this, the cast was so personable because of being, it was you guys, this set, what you did. So what kind of, what was that preparation like for you because even your characters don't have a lot of background. Like, how do you prepare for something like that? Well, it's like, you know, sometimes talent's great, but like luck and timing is everything. And, you know, this was like, okay, we had to get to Canada two weeks early. We had to be locked in the hotel technically, right? We couldn't even leave. So we're doing rehearsal after rehearsal after rehearsal. So we're hanging out. It's only us. We can only speak to us, right? So it's like, it just fosters this mentality. It was similar to what happened on that show, True Story that I did, where you're like, you're together. And because you're together, you're getting kind of the old school way of Hollywood, which used to be rehearsals and spending time together and actually going over the material and asking questions. And so we got to do all that. And we got to spend a lot of time together. So it was very like, you know, okay, we're going to do this. And this is, you know, again, it's back in that day where we were testing five days a week. It wasn't just, you know, it was the swab going all the way down. It was very like, we were all just kind of figuring it out. And that made us get so close, which I think, and, and again, I've only seen the film once, but I think that I know that it made us have each other's back more that we were more like hey we're 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 this it's us against the world right now with this so let's just see what goes on and uh that's really important and i've and i've taken that with me now on every film since because it was kind of missing for a minute so it was almost like uh that film brought that back for me where it was like, I'm asking for rehearsals. I'm asking for everybody to hang out. I'm asking for the chemistry readings. I'm asking. And um, it really all started with the field. That's fantastic. Uh, you brought up Chief Story, which uh, literally my favorite show of last year. Um, you were oh, incredible. Awesome. Like that performance was brilliant. You were brilliant Thanks. in that. Um, you spoke about your relationship with Emerson. This is obviously his feature film directorial debut. And I know you say you got to know him off the set in a different uh uh, scenario but what about working with him on this as a director as the writer and stuff like that he's he's emerson's one of my closest friends um what i love about him is that he has a vision and i think that in this business that you have to go with your vision regardless of people don't uh agree with it so uh, it's happened to me countless times where before i had confidence in myself as an artist i would listen to other people that weren't necessarily in the position to tell me and I would and I would then regret it after it Emerson has he storyboards everything 
he has the entire scene played out in his head. The only thing he's constrained by, which is what everybody's constrained by in the independent market is money, right? Time, right? So it's like, you know, we had an ending we were supposed to shoot that we didn't, right? It's like, you're always, con you're always constrained by other things, but his vision is extremely clear. And again, when you're working, and I say this at nauseum, is when you're working with writer-directors, it's one source. You're going to one fountain to drink. It's like, I, what do I do and why am I doing it? And it's like, that's so important because it's not like the director saying, I want to do this. And then the writer going, well, I don't know. I wrote it and I imagined it this way. And it's like, well, who am I listening to here? And it's so it's that one thing. So what drew me at, to Emerson is his efficiency of thought. Like I, this is what I need because I'm a facilitator as an actor. It's like, I'm going to come up with all my stuff and we're going to do that all before project. But on the day, what do you want me to do? I can do anything. What do you want me to do? That's kind of how I am. So the movie plays like one big escape room. Have you mm -hmm. ever done one? Yeah, I just did for the first time in Austin before that movie. I had never even heard of them. My wife is like, apparently I came to find out like, an escape room fanatic before uh, I didn't know this when she used to live in Austin, but we live in Austin. And uh, she was like, what you've never done one. I was like, I've never even heard of one. So we went and did it and uh, it was really enjoyable. And then fortunately I got to go do the film. So it made more sense. So once the film had come to me, we got to do one. Um, and now it, it and then it made sense because when I first got it, I was like, he was Emerson was telling me about it. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, escape rooms. I was like, I don't even know what you mean. And I did again, I had I didn't know this was like a thing. So now I've done it a ton of times. And uh, you know, I get a little impatient after a little while, but I but I get it. It's it's interesting. Yeah, I was talking to Shane about it because like he was like, I'm very competitive. I'm very competitive too. When you do them, it's like. And then if you have somebody with you that's not really holding their weight, then you get really yeah. frustrated and it's like, all right, guys. And then if you, like, have, you have you ever failed I, at doing them? Yeah, I'm that person who's not holding their weight. I get so bored. So <laughs> like my whole thing is like, what, what are we doing this for? And everybody's right. like, well, because we want to win. And I'm like, what are we winning? <laughs> what? Who cares? Like, what are we doing it's here? Like, why, like why, why do we care so much? Again, when it's, unlike the field is life or death right but, yeah. you know if i'm going to downtown austin on sixth street to do an escape room it's not life or death it just ends so i'm yeah. like who cares i just want to go out i just want to leave but yeah you get to the point where it's like you're up 15 minutes in, oh this is not going to happen can we just leave now <laughs> like i don't even want to think this much i just want to leave <laughs> the point um Obviously, the last few years have been very trying and, and creatively speaking, I'm sure they have been as well. What's something you learned about yourself throughout this pandemic? It's reinvigorated my love of everything with this business. It's changed so many ways that I was looking at it and doing things. It's brought about so many things that I've now taken with me. You know, um, I'm a, you know, I isolate by nature, you know, as an artist, like I, when I'm playing characters, I like to like not talk to anybody. <laughs> and, and I like to just like kind of stay away while I'm doing it because it's, I, I want to do service to the, to the job I'm doing. And 
while that might not sound enjoyable to other people, it's so enjoyable to me. Like, I just like love going down the road of, you know, what they eat and what they drink and like what they're doing and what their outside life is of the character that I have so much fun doing that. And what this time has given me is the, I guess, afforded me to isolate. Like, you know what I mean? Like when I'm playing characters, cause now it's kind of like, oh, he's not like the weird guy. He just stays in his room like when he's not working or doesn't go out to dinner with people or doesn't like you know whatever because i'm just like hey see you later because i love everything between action and cut with this business but i kind of you know unfortunately i kind of repudiate like every other bit of behavior that comes with it so i've always been like that and now this has just really helped me kind of not be the oddball where it's like oh he just he's just you know being safe and being you know whatever and it's like i'm actually in the room like you know, if I'm playing a character from 1987, like watching like YouTube videos from 1987, I just enjoy that so much. So it's been that also, I love, you know, the rehearsal stuff. So while it was really trying, and I think mainly for our business, this business was, there's a lot of people acting is not a solo sport, no matter what these award shows try to tell you, it's so far not a solo sport. There's so many people, it's a team sport. And there's so many people involved. And there's so many people like, when someone says, Oh, you were great in that role. I'm like, yeah, me and 40 other people who helped me get to that role, you know, the makeup, the hair, the, the costume, the lighting, the gaffers, the DPs. So it's like, what this has shown me is that like, I never thought it would, I didn't, I was trying to figure out how it would come back safely. And, and to field was the first one that showed me like, we can do this and we can do it efficiently and we can, and it's just made me had such an incredible love for kind of what I do, because I think now more than ever, we just want to entertain and tell stories. A few weeks ago, I talked to Michael Ely about The Devil You Know, which you were also in as well. Yeah. And he was talking to me about how like the production, it made him appreciate the production more. He says, I've been on the sets of Fast and the Furious where you have 200 people. And I've been on a set like The Devil You Know, where you have these small, he says, but you have to credit all of those people, right? Yeah, it's like five people on Devil You Know. Yeah, that's <laughs> my, my, you know, my, literally my closest friend in the world is the writer director. And uh, he was from Sons and Luke Cage and, uh, yeah. and True Story. He was the showrunner on True Story. Um, you know, yeah, that was another one that it was like, hey, we're just going to get a bunch of people together and we're going to shoot this movie. And it's like, you know, we're, 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 we're linking arms and we're doing this, right? And we're going to figure it out. And, yeah, it just makes you appreciate, you know, but then again, on the on the 200, you know, the big giant movies, the Zack Snyder's, the Army of the Dead stuff, where there's like everyone, it's still a personal nature, because it's really, it depends on who's at the top, right? Zack keeps everything super personal, even when they're giant films, right? True Story was really personal, even though it was, you know, this much bigger show compared to other stuff. I think it really just depends on the people. I've been fortunate super fortunate and maybe by my own doing that I just no matter what a project is if like uh, and I've learned my lesson even recently if it's like bad behavior or a bad person I'm just like I'm not doing it like I'm, I'm just not doing it and that's why I kind of meet with everyone before it so I think that it's shown me this massive appreciation for what goes on here because there are so many people working so much harder than I do and working so hard at it and that really rely on it so 
I just want to keep making as many projects as possible to make sure that everybody keeps doing what they love. Thank you.